Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Things going well, Derek? Oh, going fantastic, as always. Awesome. That's just awesome. I love to hear it when you're having a great time. I always have a when good time. When your life is going absolutely swimmingly, it just puts a big smile on my face. <laughs> well, you should be smiling all the time, because I have a pretty good life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now everything's going well, eh? Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, man, it's like mid-February already. No, it's like, yeah, well. Yeah, it's almost end of February. Hey, you know what? I was just thinking, there was a dark spot today. My four-year-old dropped a slice of pizza face down on the floor. <gasps> Blasphemer. <laughs> Isn't that a sin? He just looked Isn't at me and says, Daddy, dropped it. Like, oh, buddy. <sighs> so I gave him another piece. What? You didn't teach them the old 10-second uh, rule? I didn't ten teach them the 10-second rule, no. It was, it was, it was messy, too. Whoa. <laughs> you, you don't have a dog, though. No, that, w- See? that would be See? so handy. See? Why do you think I have a dog? I used to have two beagles, and they would clean up everything. Yeah. You'd, you'd never walk across food on the floor in the kitchen. Oh, kids' faces around. and hands, yes. floors, dishes. <laughs> uh, dogs clean everything. I have I have cats. They don't clean so much. You drop stuff on the floor, and they run across, look at it, and then saunter away. Yeah. It's like every time. Oh, but one of the cats likes rice. We have so one cat that likes cheese. if you drop rice, they'll eat the rice. Really? Oh, yeah, they'll eat cheese, too. They like cheese. Yeah. But for the most part, they just, they, they're like a, a bat out of hell. They just run because they saw something fall. And I think it's an attack mode for cats, maybe. They drop a they, mouse. As soon as they get, yeah. See what happens there. <laughs> Go out and get yourself a mouse. Just don't tell your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just experiment. Why do you have a white mouse? No reason. <laughs> Where's the cat? <laughs> this is not going to end well for you, my, my friend. My cats wouldn't know what to do with a mouse. We had the two cats once Quasimodo's passed away now, but Nicodemus and uh, Hunter and Quasimodo were sitting there. And all of a sudden, Quasi never runs. <laughs> he never ran. And then one day, vroom, out the corner of my eye, there he goes. Well, that's not right. <laughs> the three of them cornered a mouse. Oh, yeah? In the house? In the house. The two of them were there, and Hunter walks up with his big paw and hammers it, stunned it. Really? So I got a bucket and put it under the bucket, <laughs> like the bucket <laughs> over top, because yeah. the, the cats were then going in for the kill. Which, yeah. No, you're not killing a mouse on my carpet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Hunter just reached his paw out and gave it a good whack, that's stunned hilarious. it. And huh. uh, then I just scooped it up, threw him outside. And yeah. Everybody sat there for the next half hour looking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you do with our mouse? <laughs> we were playing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's... I think that's the only time we've ever had an issue with a mouse in the house. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> but, uh, well, Hunter's a... He's got the food and skin allergies, right? Yeah. So he can't have... Uh, you can have chicken and you can have turkey... That sort of thing, lamb. But he can't have beef and whatnot and pork. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's weird. So he's become a vegetarian. <laughs> so you'll be sitting there peeling potatoes. Yeah. Or you're peeling uh, carrots or something like that. Yeah. And he sits there, and if you ignore him, all of a sudden you get the Chewbacca whining. <laughs> <laughs> and you look over, and he's looking at you. So you got to cut off I the ends of the carrots. Carrot and <laughs> If you're peeling an apple with the apple peeler. Yeah. And the, you know, the uh, peels go down. He sits there and he starts pulling the apple peels off as they're, (laughs) and just eats. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't have to put it in the garbage, that's for sure. (laughs) Garbage disposal unit. Oh, yes. Everybody should own at least one big dog. Yeah. And not these little football (laughs) things either. Uh The size of a cat. Yeah. If it barks and it's the size of a cat, it's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) If it barks and it's the size of a small Chevy. It's a dog. <laughs> that's, that's my theory, and you're welcome to it. So, <clears throat> I was doing some research this week. Yes. And, uh, yeah, just looking at this, that, and the other thing, reading some articles, and I came across this article, and I just got a bit of a kick out of it. Uh, guys down in Florida, and they're kayaking and stuff like that, and they're discussing uh, paddling in areas that have alligators. And they get into the whole thing about, you know, the alligators are related to the dinosaurs and they've been here forever and you should you should be happy to see them and enjoy watching them and all that sort of stuff. Well, that's cool because, I mean, 
if I'm out paddling, I see a moose or a beaver, or a fisher, martin, yeah. otter, whatever. I sit there and I watch them. So I've got to imagine if I'm out and I see an alligator mm-hmm. on shore, I'm going <laughs> to sit and watch them, right? Um, so we, they go through this this whole big spiel about stuff. And at the end of it, he says, so the lesson I took away is that gators could certainly be deadly to paddlers. And I'm thinking, you think? (laughs) (laughs) If they wanted to be. Yes. But they typically try to avoid paddlers. Some advice on paddling near gators. Number one, never feed gators. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) It makes sense. Yeah. Number two, don't get too close or harass alligators. (laughs) Now, like to me, this is just common sense. Yes. Number three, don't corner alligators. (laughs) These are very obvious things. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if he's thinking this is news to people, not news to people. I'll learn some people some things. Stay away from potential alligator areas during mating season in spring when they become more territorial. (laughs) And here's the big one. Don't take small children or small creatures like pets near areas with alligators. None of these are really groundbreaking. No. I could have come up with this list myself. (laughs) I could probably add a few more. (laughs) Don't swim when there's alligators around. Gotta, there's a bunch of guys that all get together at work and they all go down south for uh, for golfing. And uh, it's always interesting. They, they, the, the, uh, a lot of the golf courses that I go to down south, is, uh, like there'd be all the water traps would be like, danger, do not retrieve ball from water. And Oh, yeah. You know, all this, there's like alligators. Alligators the in the water courses. trap, yeah. And, uh, and they said they have, there's a couple of times where a hole will be closed because there'd be an, there'd be an alligator sunning itself on the green. <laughs> Wasn't there a PGA tournament or something like that? I remember it was, it was a professional one. I wish I could remember what it was, but, uh, yeah, there was, they're playing and then they stopped it because all of a sudden out of this water hole comes an alligator. He's like, do, 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 Off he goes. <laughs> Dude, what you, <laughs> we're trying to play golf here. Now just, that is a is a golf there's course a, hazard. There's, yeah, there's a there's a hazard. <laughs> so this goes on, and at the end he says, "Finally, beware that alligators behave very differently than crocodiles." <laughs> Alrighty, crocodiles are extremely dangerous to paddlers and have attacked and killed paddlers without warning or provocation. Apparently. Crocodiles have a very short fuse. Well, see, what I'm getting from this is that alligators are like black bears and crocodiles are like grizzly bears or polar bears. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Crocodiles are common in Asia, Africa, and South South and Central America. There are crocodiles in South Florida and the Everglades, though they are not nearly as common as alligators. Avoid paddling in areas with crocodiles. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is, it's, what's funny is that this whole thing is almost directly comparable to black bears, 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 polar bears. It just sounds like we're talking about bears. All these warnings, never feed alligators, never feed bears. Don't stay too, don't get too close or harass bears. Don't corner bears. Right? Stay away from potential bear areas during mating season. Yeah. Or in the spring. (laughs) Don't take small children or small creatures like pets near the bears. So if you're going to paddle north, stay away from the bears. If you're going to paddle south, stay away from the crocodiles. That's right. (laughs) I was just reading it and I'm thinking, you didn't need to tell me this (laughs) because I'm not going near the alligators anyway. Even if he's got a top hat on and (laughs) I'm not going near that. So anyway, I just found that rather amusing today. There it is. Um... When we had Warren King here last week of Mackay Paddle Surf, we're talking yes. uh, stand-up paddle boarding. Learned quite a lot from him. Yeah, it was a very interesting uh, conversation with him. It really was. One of the things he mentioned was, um, he says, I believe there's a dragon boat stand-up paddle boarding. Yeah. So I had to look into it. Yeah, it's and neat, eh? And there it's, is. 
it's it's interesting to have conversations with people and these new things come up mm-hmm. stuff that like it, normally it would probably take us another six months to maybe actually bump into this topic right yeah and here he introduced it to us and it's like it's so many interesting things we have to do more interviews well looking into this it doesn't sound like it's been around that long no it looks pretty it, it looks, looks pretty fairly new, new. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's dragonworldseries.com. It's the Dragon Boat Stand Up Paddleboard Series. Now, they have these different events all around the world, and anybody that enters one of these events is automatically invited to the Dragon World Championships, which are being held in Austria this year. <laughs> so, I'll go. <laughs> you got to get your, your four person team together. Yeah. Your team can have six people, but only four can paddle okay so and whoever starts the race yeah. has to finish the race okay yeah so you can't swap halfway through yeah um i didn't actually find um how a course is set up but they're talking about buoys and all that yes i was so watching... i'm thinking it's one of those ones you race out you go around the buoy and, exactly. and come back yes I, that's what it sounds like to me and i i just watched a youtube video of a of a race and it showed them doing that go around the buoy and, and back yeah. to the beach yeah i didn't know if there was anything funky they do along the way or if that was no just, it's just... a beeline it's almost like uh like the uh when you san francisco they have the world uh series uh Yacht racing and stuff. Oh, yeah, they, and they all go out they and they go around. And, yeah. Hook, hook around a boy and come back. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, so it's not just me thinking there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a slalom course or anything. Yeah. Well, and, and I didn't see anything, so I wasn't sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Real Red Paddle Company. Red Paddle Company. They have a 22-foot Dragon MSL is what they call it. 22 feet long, 34 inches wide, and 8 inches thick. That's their dragon boat stand-up paddleboard. Mm-hmm. Didn't even want to look at the price. I just, I just, <laughs> I just bypassed the price right off the bat. I imagine it'd be a lot. So this is the thing that their red paddle looks like. They're the ones putting all this together. Yes, right. They're a paddleboard company, so they're the ones that are putting all this together, organizing everything, and making this into a thing. Yes, right. Uh, because apparently, this is a thing. <laughs> well, the Unlike video, the crocodiles where we're all going to die. <laughs> the video I just saw, the race was sponsored by uh, by the Red Paddle Company, yeah. and the, the, it was Red Dragon Paddle uh, set of paddle boards. Yeah. And uh, all the competitors were were riding or running these uh, Red Dragon. Uh, well, they say they say you can you can request one. Yeah. But depending on how many people are coming, you might not. So they say you might want to buy your own, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to be hitting more than just one. Of these events yep. and the championship at the end, mm-hmm. then you might want to pick up your own, right? Yep. Uh, so the, the the Red Dragon boards, 22 feet long, 34 inches wide, 8 inches thick, holds four people, easy. Profiled nose, slim body, high side so that it rises out of the water, slices through the waves. So apparently it's supposed to be really nice and smooth. Eight lateral handles for ease of transport, so you pick it up and off you go. Four valves for fast inflation. So they're inflatable. They're inflatable. Ah. Because ah, well, we're talking about that. Now, Warren was talking about that. He was saying that uh, that with some of these race stand-up paddle boards, that it's better to have them inflatable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can get the, uh, like some of them have like the different chambers and stuff yep. like that. So if you something happens pop one, pop chamber, one chamber you still you're not toast yeah yeah so uh has a glass fiber race fin designed to provide minimal drag prevent any debris from getting caught while paddling and they finish off by saying don't be duped by its size this is one fast machine and with the power of eight arms driving paddles through the water it is one of the fastest sups on the planet hmm. so yeah you were you were watching some of the videos there and I mean, these things will will fly. Yeah, they, it uh, it looks awkward when they're because when they take off when they launch and they take off from the beach, mm-hmm. going sl- going fast, they seem to have a bit more balance and steadiness. But right off the bat, you can and it was interesting to see because uh, like you imagine all the torque that's on a paddle, right? Yeah. Now a stand up paddle board paddle is a longer paddle and these guys when they were torquing it into the into the water you could see that sucker bend and it's you've like, all got to be 
in unison. In unison. Just, just like on Dragon Boat yep. Racing. It's the, yep. you, you gotta be in unison. Well, Dragon Boat Racing is even more important because which I've done before, it's uh it's if you get out of sync, you're slapping the person behind in front yep. with the, your paddles, right? Yeah. So you have to be in sync. And with this, it's not as critical, but it's it's for stability and for actually winning a race, you've gotta be in unison. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely something you gotta you can't just get four people together who have never done it yeah let's do it let's go because <laughs> it's, it's not gonna end well weekend beer <laughs> racing it might be <laughs> work that way i see and i'm still thinking they if they had a fifth person on the board now, stick with me on this one yeah. if they had a fifth person on the board just to do the yelling well no and they've got like like a joust pull okay so that when you're going by other boards you can knock people off, <laughs> right? Full contact. I like it. Stand up paddleboard, dragon board racing. I'm thinking this is a thing. I'm in. <laughs> Let's pass this one off to the red uh, paddle company there. So they do have rules. Okay. Okay. So um, following a set of rules has been designed for less experienced racers and catered to all levels of paddlers. Uh, all participants must use or wear a personal flotation device. Okay. All teams must compete on a production red paddle uh, company 22-foot dragon, red dragon. Okay. So you have to use their boards. Ah. That keeps everybody the same, right? Yep. Which yep. is cool. Makes it even, equal. Yep. Uh, team comprised of no more or no less than four people on the board. Team must remain on this uh, the same for the duration of one race unless race format allows for substitutions all team members must be on the board and standing when crossing the start and finish lines a maximum of three people are allowed to kneel at each boy or turn oh for making the turn yeah so Just three can ability in the so turn. one of them always has to be somebody always has to be standing yeah at least one person yeah Kneeling participants must stand after a minimum of 10 strokes taken by the individual. Hmm. So if you kneel as you're starting to turn, 10 strokes later... You have to be up. You have to be up. Now, I wonder how much lean they get into those things. Yeah, the video was uh, that I saw was right above by a drone. Yeah, so, so you can't really you couldn't, tell. I couldn't tell in the yeah. video. There's a lot of the drone stuff when it comes to that. Well, it makes it easier, right? Yeah. Uh, like the above looking. But yeah, you wonder how much, like, if you're turning left, what's happening to the guys on the right? <laughs> are they leaning more to the left? Are they, like, taking a step off yeah. the side towards the center? Makes you wonder what the dynamics are of it. I'll, re I'll, I'll research this during the next commercial break. Yeah. Uh, where was I here? Twin strokes. Teams can substitute two members per race. All teams who enter a Dragon World Series event instantly qualify for Dragon World Championships. Hmm. So it's definitely something they're trying to uh, make they're, into a big deal. They're trying, yeah, they're trying yeah. to make it more. And the, the the fact that they've got these events all over the world right now. Um, and then they're having their big world championships in Austria. I think it's uh, in August, middle of August. They're having them, 2018, in Austria. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. say here. So yeah, it's, it sounds pretty cool. But yeah, just watching it is like trying to get into that. <laughs> you guys got to be so in tune with each other. Oh, wouldn't you? You'd have to practice yeah. an awful. It'd just be like, like you say, like dragon boat racing. Mm -hmm. You know. So let's get a team together. Yeah, and we'll go to Austria. Oh, we got to do. We got to go somewhere else first, though, to to uh, compete before we go to Austria. Yeah, we can hit Austria on our way back from Nepal <laughs> <laughs> and Morocco. And dude, we gotta we gotta move to Europe. Anyway, so that's Dragon Boat Stand Up Paddleboarding. Go to DragonWorldSeries.com if you want to find out a whole lot more information and. Um, where they're all being held this year, all the different events, if there's any in your area. And, uh, hey, if you're into that sort of thing, then this may uh, be something you want to get in on the ground floor of. <laughs> you could be a future world dragon world champion. I found a price for the uh, for the race for the dragon for the dragon sign-up paddleboard. We want to know. It's Hang not on. too bad. 
Three grand. Close. Thirty-two hundred. Really? Hmm. Twenty-two foot Dragon MSL. That's probably American price too. No, I'm on a Canadian website. Ooh. Where can we buy one? Uh, you can. There's uh, three places in Toronto. Complete Paddler? No, they don't have them. Ah. Okay. No, let me correct that. They don't have Red Paddle Company stand-up paddle boards. Well, those are the ones you got to use. Yeah. But they, uh, so there's, uh, in the Toronto area, there's uh, Surf Ontario, there's torontoadventures.ca, and the other one in Toronto is beachtoys.ca. So there you go. 3,200 bucks, you say? Yeah. So if anybody's got 3,200 bucks... Yeah. And has a buddy. <laughs> grab your buddy. Grab your 3200 bucks plus tax. And come Pick up the us. board. <laughs> drop us a line. <laughs> I like how that works. <laughs> the paddles would be expensive too. Yes. Right? You're talking. Well, because you're wanting lightweight and. Yeah, strong, lightweight. Yeah. So you're probably talking three, three, 400 bucks a pop for paddle. So grab your buddy, grab about 4500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Drop us a line. <laughs> yeah. We're in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. You, you got to look at weight on all of that, right? Because mm-hmm. you want lightweight people, but strong and. Yes. So yeah. what was the. Yeah, exactly. Does it give this, do you have the specs there of the it's, weight that we take? Doesn't have the weight of the, it, it takes four riders. Yeah. There's a volume of 984 liters. Uh, eight inches thick, thirty-four inches wide, twenty-two feet long, but it doesn't say how much weight it'll how much hold? weight it'll hold. But uh, well, it has a volume of nine hundred eighty-four liters. It's one kilo per liter. Don't make me math. Well, nine hundred eighty-four <laughs> kilos. <laughs> right. So what is it? Uh, one. Is it two point two? Two point two. So basically, two thousand pounds. pounds. To sink it into the water. Hmm, there you go. And if you're looking at two, four, you're looking at only about 800 pounds. Yeah. For four people. If yeah. you're thinking like 200 pounds per yeah. person, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, that would be the upside of it. Mm-hmm. Like upper yeah. side, you would think. So yeah, 800, 800 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> that still go pretty fast. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. <laughs> We'll have to uh, maybe check. I think we still we still just got to actually get out on a. Yeah, I just want to get out on like uh, I, I'm going to take Warren up on his offer, and I want to get out and uh, probably like the two of us are going to get out with him, and maybe we could four you you and your wife, me and my wife can get out and do a paddle with him. But at the very least, the two of us we should get yeah. out and get out there and give it a whirl yeah, this spring. Exactly. Not worry about how cold the water is this time. I, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm seriously thinking about buying a stand up paddleboard. And uh, that try before you buy thing that Warren was talking about, it's like, it makes sense. It's oh, yeah. get out, try a couple different boards. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that I want a, an inflatable stand-up paddleboard, but I still want to try them just to see. Well, I mean, that's what we were saying with the canoes. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending twenty-five dollars to $3,000 yeah. on a new canoe if I don't get to try it first. Yes, yeah, exactly. So you go to one of these places and you... You try, give it a whirl, take it out for mm-hmm. a day, or you rent yeah, one. Exactly. You know, you go up to Algonquin Outfitters yeah. in Algonquin Park, and you mm-hmm. take one out for a few days or whatever, and yeah. try them out. And with, I think when it comes with con- to canoes, though, for me, it's basically just comes to kicking the tires. It's I don't need to paddle a canoe. I, just by looking at it, you know, oh, I'm probably going to like that. It's it's different. But a stand-up paddleboard, there's there's so many differences that make a difference in a stand-up paddleboard yeah. that it's. I think it is important to try it out. Well, even when you're coming to racing ones and yes. just regular yeah. ones. and in, Well, like I say, if you're looking at something for 800 bucks, then yeah. Yeah. that's probably going to be your cottage one that the kids are going to beat to mm-hmm. the crap, right? But if you're looking, you said 1500 bucks to, to get yourself all set up. Yeah, I'm going to try and do, start out really cheap because... I don't know if it's going to take one of these, like a hobby that you'll actually use a lot. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking at uh, spending, well, Costco usually has it on sale, uh, uh, Jimmy Sticks for like 550 around Christmas time, right? Well, you know what? If that gets you out to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like you say, you got a couple of kids that are going to grow up in a bit and it's going to take quite the beating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you find that you're really into it, then yeah. Then you sink the money. I mean, my, my first canoe was 500 
bucks, I think it was, or 700, 700 bucks, yeah. I think we paid. It was a big fiberglass yeah. freighter canoe that I spent years toting around <laughs> Algonquin Park and portaging, which, oh my God. Um, but then, yeah, I figured, you know, after 15 years. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to invest in <laughs> something It's time new. to invest in something yeah, new, and it did. Absolutely. And, and then, and then we just got another one here, and you know the you get the lightweight stuff. And you're willing to put it, put out the money, so you might as well get your your cheapy first, and yeah, give it a whirl, kick the <laughs> tires as it were, and take it out, learn, yes, and then pawn it off on somebody. <laughs> pawn it off, yeah. yeah. Hey, Dad, can I take out the three thousand dollar one? No, you can stick with the five hundred dollar <laughs> one. I'm not letting you take out mine, because <laughs> that's the way it goes, Derek. Exactly. You know it. So uh, let's take a quick break here. And we come back, we're going to talk about, we're sort of going to stay in the same vein of uh, stand-up paddling. But this one's a bit different. We'll be right back in a minute. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. So just to keep on the vein of um, the the stand-up paddle boarding, okay. let's talk land paddling. Yes. Came across this, when I was doing my research for the uh, the dragon boat thing, I came across another thing. And basically, it's a, 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 a long board, mm-hmm. skateboard, with not really a paddle, but a stick. Yeah. And instead of a blade, there's, well, depending on which, which brand you buy or if you make one, there's something on the bottom. Be a, 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 oh, it's basically, I don't even know how to describe it. it <laughs> it's, like, it's basically canoe poling for the passionate paddler. On a skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, it's like canoe polling on land because there's no water and it's right oh, up David yeah. Lee's alley. Yeah. This would be right up David Lee's alley because there's no water <laughs> no involved. Water. <laughs> but he's still cruising along yeah. like as if there was. But it's basically canoe polling. Yeah. On a, on a longboard. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. It's canoe polling crossed with uh, stand up paddleboarding. W- was my, uh, was my passionate paddler uh, joke? Yeah. It uh, took me for a minute there. Cerebral, right? to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mathing and I'm not thinking. <laughs> Stop it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make this show edumacational? You're trying to make me think. We're trying to use our smarticle particles and make this all edumacational. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to management and have you fired. <laughs> Wait. Hey. <laughs> I know who management of the station is. <laughs> so I came across this. And yeah, I mean, if you know what a skateboard is, if you know, uh, like you see a regular if skateboard. If you know what a skateboard is. Yeah. So you get the, the longer ones are called longboards. Yes, exactly. Right? So yeah, you stand on one of those with a stick mm-hmm. and basically push yourself Along the street, yeah. like you're paddling, like paddling a paddleboard, and and the paddles or the push sticks yeah. are basically called paddles. They have yeah. a handle, a shaft, and a blade. And the blade is basically a, a rubber tip. A rubber tip, yeah. Always they they got a brap stick, and it's got this. Oh, sort. Yeah. Uh, who was the 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 runner in the Olympics yes, that got the, murdered his girlfriend? Yes. The bottom of his, how it's those exactly, curved pieces, those same running legs, exactly the same thing on the bottom of one of these sticks. Yeah, and it allows you to put. Less energy in and get more energy out. Is your your weight is bending the the hook on your paddle, and uh, when you release it, it the it expands, springs, it springs yeah. and it helps push and get you faster. So land paddling is also known as street stand up paddleboarding or street sup, uh, and it's apparently it's quite easy to do. So they say uh, the whole learning curve is basically learning how to keep your balance on a board. Yeah, right, which. You know, at least if you're, yeah, you're not falling in the water here. You're falling in, on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pavement. Yeah. So. The runner is Oscar Pistorius. Oh, that, yes. Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. That's right. So the land, land paddling is for distance and it all comes down to, I mean, they started it just, you know, something fun to do, but it's really become really good for workouts. Yes. 
So it, it's like it's a core workout. It's a cardiovascular workout. It's it, it has a lot of these benefits, and, and and they're trying to sell it for that too. They're just you know it's it's part of advertising, but it actually does. It, it apparently gives you a, quite the workout. All your major core muscles and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's quite the workout. And they also say it's good for beginners. So mm-hmm. anybody who you you don't have to worry about your your pumping on a skateboard where you you do the kickoff and stuff because one leg's on this on the skateboard and it, there's a lot of balance comes into play it takes a lot of practice this here you're just planting on it and you're basically surfing or snowboarding or whatever so if you're surfing or if you're a good stand up uh, paddleboarder you can basically it it you just have that stance and mm-hmm. you just basically paddle along it's yeah. it's now, when you get more involved, I mean, we were watching some videos. And I mean, these guys are that have been doing this. I mean, it's just like surfing and everything yeah. else. Yeah. They get really good at it. And I mean, they're they're doing tricks and they're crouching and they're but they use that paddle um, to help them spin and yeah. and everything. Lean in turns. They, yeah. They lean sideways with it. Yeah. That's the the, the stick is. Uh, yeah, just used for propelling yourself and, and yeah, so you don't have to pump with the legs, yeah. right? And for, for turning your directions, and it's also used as a brake. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you going around a curve, you crouch down a bit, you drag that behind you to the one slows side. Down. It yeah. slows you down enough, and you lean and turns, and you turn around that corner. Yeah. Right? So you're not slowing down too much, mm-hmm. but at least it gives you that control to get around those corners. Yeah. And uh, it's just an, an extra thing. It's kind of neat. You know what? It really is. And it's it started in, well, they say what? Paddle boarding started in 2010. And it wasn't too long after this that this has yeah. sort of started creeping in sort of as a, when I can't get out paddle boarding, I'll, I'll do yeah. this sort of thing, right? Um, so some of the stuff I found out about this here, uh, any long board will do. You know, if, if, if you're, there are downhill long boards, cruising long boards, and, you know, everything in between. The basic components of a long board are the deck, which is the board itself, grip tape, so you don't yep. not sliding off. Yeah. The trucks and bushings, bearings, and wheels. So that, that's all everything underneath, right? Yes. Um, the big thing is the wheels, with the bearings. Now, so did, the, the better the bearings, oh, the faster yeah. you're going to go, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't want cheap ass wheels because they're just going to shatter. You're just and you're just pushing too hard. You're trying yeah. to fight the bad wheels, right? Yeah. So so that's basically all. Is anything will do unless you're get, getting into competitions and stuff like yeah. that. You know, just what if if you have one in your in your garage because you know as most people do. Uh, I have a skateboard in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. think I got about six of them in there. I'm going to get out and try that this weekend. Uh, no, yeah, I won't. Just, no, you won't. <laughs> I'll be skiing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you, you uh, just any, any, any long board will do. Yep. The land paddle, or as it's known, stick. <laughs> the stick. <laughs> the stick. The object used to paddle the board down the street. Uh, yeah, it's, it's three basic parts to the paddle. The grip. The shaft and the blade or tip. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, it's, same it's, as the paddle. Yeah, it, it looks. It just looks like somebody's cut the blade off of a stand-up yeah. paddleboard yeah. paddle and replace it with either the, the rubber nubby thing. The rubber nubby thing. Well, that's what I'm saying is, you know, you see the um, the metal canes, right? And yeah. they're walking. It's yeah. got that little rubber thing on yeah. the end. Picture a bigger one of those on the bottom exactly, one of these, yeah. and that's exactly yeah. what it looks like, right? Uh. You, a lot of people just make their own. The length of the paddle should between be between your jaw and your forehead when you're standing on the board. Yep. And rule of thumb is almost as long as you are tall when you're standing on the ground. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, with the canoes, you get the same sort of thing. It should be between your chin and your nose. Or, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing, right? Um, while any la- longboard can be used... There's a few companies that are actually making a name for themselves when it comes to the land paddling gear. And they've la- named three of them here. Kahuna Creations, Beach Mountain, and Ham Boards. And yeah, they, they're starting to... They're, we're not starting, but they do sell all the equipment to actually do the land paddling. Yeah. But if you're looking... And, and you got to think they're in the States, so you're, you're looking at money to get them up here. But you know what? Like, it if you're going to get into it... 
if yeah, if you're going to get into it, sure. Yeah. But to start out, like you you, you duct tape a tennis ball in the end of a stick and. Yeah, you got a broken <laughs> broken shovel handle in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody's got to break a paddle yeah, somewhere, right? Go out and get a walking stick out of the forest, and you know, it, it's just it, just to start out to see what you think of it. It's easy to start, right? Oh, definitely easy to Steal start. Steal your kid's uh, longboard and... Yeah. Dad, where's my... <laughs> get up! <laughs> uh, the one thing they do say, and <laughs> it does make sense, personal protective street... Sup gear. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously no life jacket required. No. No. Well, unless you're, you know, just you're going too close paranoid. to water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's the t- basic typical things like you, like if you used to skateboard or yeah, your or, helmet. Yeah. Gloves, knee and elbow pads. Yeah. And there you go. Shoes. Good pair of sneakers. <laughs> it, <Yeah>. It's really <laughs> there really isn't too much to this. Yeah. Wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Giant parka. <laughs> uh, land paddling workout engages your entire body, upper, lower, plus all the major core muscles, while at the same time provi- providing a great cardio workout. The best part about land paddling workouts is that you can always adjust the intensity, which is, it's true. I mean, you go to the gym, you're on the treadmill, right? And, and it's got steady. the up and down, yeah, faster, so, slower, that yeah. sort of thing, right? Change well, the incline. Yeah. yeah. This is... Same you can thing. you can race or speed up. You can casually cruise around depending where you're going. You can go uphill. Mm-hmm. Go downhill if you want to scare yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, help you build up your arm, back, core, and legs, as well as improve your stamina and endurance. So they and they they said the hardest part about this is learning your balance. And yes. they said that's with a lot of a lot of people don't do the stand up paddle boarding because they're worried about their balance. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And yeah. this is, they're, they're finding you, if, if you're going out here and you're trying this on the safety of the land mm-hmm. and you're getting into it, then you're going to be thinking, well, yeah. if I can do this. And it, when it comes to balance and, and that's the crucial key starting point, right? Is the balance. And that's what I was saying earlier is with, with the stick in hand, you keep both feet planted on, on the longboard and the stick acts as your, your helps with your balance point. It lowers your center of gravity because of the extra weight. It's it's a great way to gain confidence and get started in this. And then and if you have any stand up paddleboard skills at all, or if you want to build up your paddleboard or stand up paddleboard skills on land, then this is a this it's a great match to stand up paddleboarding. It helps get into both, kind of contribute and help, and uh, enhance each other. Yeah, you, you can definitely go and you you watch these guys some of these videos. And they're going through town, like around cars and yeah, everything yeah. like that. And you're just like, ooh, I don't know that I'd be doing that in Toronto. No, not right off the bat. There's some pretty good hills and stuff. I know that would be good. And see, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I always be looking for something with a bit of an incline because I'm just lazy that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're always saying, oh yeah, you know, get you your you're working out and you're yeah. pushing and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, but I'm and lazy. I'm just thinking, I want to coast. Oh, I just want to. <laughs> You know, I just want to coast some too, right? But I mean, that's what they're talking about. Is depending on what you're doing, are you coasting? Are yes. you you racing? Yeah. Are you looking for something that's going to be easy or a bit more difficult? Yeah, right. It doesn't take long if if anybody wants to look this up or try it out. It's there's a lot of details on it. Just just Google land paddling or go to YouTube and and search land paddling. It, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I watched a video uh, earlier. It was. Uh, uh, this fitness couple and they were showing them trying it for the very first time and uh and they took to it pretty quick they practiced in a parking lot and within uh, i think they were saying within an hour or two they were they were ready for the street right and they were so it's it, they said that they took to it quite easily and and uh the woman was un- completely unfamiliar with uh, with skateboarding so she was starting right from right from scratch right so and they both took to it and they both expressed the exercise quotient the, mm-hmm. the the cardiovascular and you know the core muscles because you're you are using a lot of your core muscles just for balance right oh and your legs especially mm-hmm. and if you're like me when you stand on a paddleboard and you're wobbling back and forth yeah well, there's a lot of stuff that you're gonna hurt yes yes <laughs> i didn't know i had those muscles yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that stick just really adds that extra bit of of balance uh control yeah um and like I say, when you can start doing the the speed up, 
leaning on it to, to help with your turns and all that sort of thing. I mean, because that was always a big thing with the skateboards. Mm-hmm. Is not, you know, you're waving your hands around to keep your balance sort of thing. And yeah. When you're trying to turn, you're, what do you do with your arms? Yeah. You throw them the wrong way or something, or yeah. you're leaning forward too much, you're you're done. Yeah. You know, you get the old road rash happening. Well, but if with, you're if you're used to if you've done whitewater uh, canoeing or kayaking, when the when you start to tip over in the canoe or kayak, that that immediate slap to the water of the paddle as you reach out and correct your tip your lean the, the same thing works with this where if you are losing your balance and your your feet are going faster in your head you can slap the stick behind you to mm-hmm. grab your balance again and push yourself forward or or vice versa or side to side it's you know, all those water skills come in for this and it's if if you have a like a, a few hours and you don't you can't get out on the water in the canoe or kayak or stand up paddleboard this is great just go down the street and it's uh steal your kids skateboard and it's it it looks like a lot of fun well i wonder see people doing this going to work in the mornings yeah instead absolutely. of a bicycle yeah. or something like that right all of a sudden see someone doing this yeah but when i was watching them with that stick it really reminded me of doing the canoe pulling yes. how you would you'd yeah. lean out to the side with that with the pole and and plant it and plant it you know turn and pivot and, yeah. and everything like that and you're watching some of these guys going and they're and they're just like okay, turning on a dime and yeah. everything like that yeah. and you're thinking that's exactly the same principle oh exactly you yeah. know the physics yeah. the physics seem to be exactly the same mm-hmm. it's just the the medium that you're on you're exactly. instead of water you're on the on the pavement right yeah. so it's uh pavement yeah, would be a lot less forgiving yeah, yeah, pavement hurts a bit more. But at least pavement doesn't drown you. No, this is true, this is true. <laughs> There's pros and cons to everything. <laughs> so, yeah, this was just one of the things that I, I was seeing. Like I say, we were sort of a continuation of last week when we were talking the stand-up paddle boarding. Yeah. Now, when I remember once uh, seeing, uh, being from a military family, we saw a bunch of the guys going down, they were training in the summer, but they had, like, road skis. Oh, like okay. cross country skis yeah. for the road. But they had little wheels or something. Yeah, they were like, yeah, lots of little wheels on the bottom. Huh. And they off the and they got some good speed going with those huh. things. Yeah. Uh, but this would be another sort of translate training yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So it's it's amazing what you can what people do. So yeah, go ahead and Google land paddling or street uh, street paddling, street SUP, all that, and you're gonna find a lot of videos out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just watch some of these people going and and what they're doing and and how they're doing it. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. And in the videos I've seen, it's not just a bunch of little kids doing this. It's uh, well, these are grown ass adults, yeah, man. Yeah, gray haired <laughs> people. Just well, I was gonna say just like us, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> some of us don't have gray hair. Some of us just don't have hair. <laughs> Gave it up for Lent. Yeah, there you go. So, which is like now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, check out some of these videos and watch what these guys are doing. And I know it was big; it's big in Hawaii and stuff like that. Uh, Makes but, sense. Yeah, but they, I mean, they these, there's there's actually companies making gear specifically yes. designed for it now. Yes. So yeah, you never know. If you guys are going to get into it, let us know because we want to want to hear about it. And we want to see people that are actually doing this. Yeah, I want to see the road rash. Yeah, I want to see the road rash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we want to point and laugh. <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break here. When we come back. Uh, Just got a couple other little things to talk about before we end the show for the week. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. So Derek, uh, a lot of things still coming up in this. I mean, there are a couple things have passed already, but uh, what do you got on your events list coming up? So for upcoming events, um, this weekend, February 23rd to the 25th, is the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show at the Toronto International Centre. I'll be wandering around there. I'll be on an airplane flying back from BC. You will. <laughs> uh, then after that, it's uh, the next weekend is the Quiet Water Symposium, March 3rd, Michigan State University. 
and you're going to try and go, right? I'm going to that, and I am swinging through Windsor to pick up Mike Burns. Excellent. Maybe I'll stop and uh, see his skin on frame. Oh, yes. Get some photos of that. Yeah. Maybe I'll just... Take it. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See if you can encourage him to make uh, two more, one for each of us. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, Following the Quiet Water Symposium is Canucopia, which is March 9th through 11th. That's the at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Neither of us are going to that one. No, but we want to go. I want to go to that one. Things just aren't working out. I've heard some amazing things about the Canucopia. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, you know what? Just to go back to the Quiet Water Symposium. Mm -hmm. Every so often, we play songs on our show by Jerry Vandiver. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's going to be there. He's going to be singing. He's going to be there with his new album. Yeah. So I've been talking to him for, what, two years now? Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, um, he's going to be there, so I'm actually going to be able to That's awesome. chat with him live yeah, and in you, person. We haven't met him in person yet. No, no, it's just all, everything is everything social by media. email, yeah. 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 Uh, so after Cunucopia, then we have the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium, which we are sponsoring it's Saturday, April 7th uh, at the Theatre of the Arts Building, University of Waterloo. In Waterloo. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. There's, there's, they're already just over 50% sold out. We should buy tickets, eh? Yeah, we better buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we're so bad at that, man. But yeah, we're, we're sponsors of that uh, again this year. We were sponsors yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. They've moved to a bigger uh, a bigger venue this year. So we'll have our table set up upstairs and... Yeah. Everybody can come and see us, see who we are, yeah. have a little chit-chat. And we'll amongst, have some door prizes. Yeah. And There'll be a lot of people there to talk to. Yes. Very exciting. It's I, I love I love these things that uh, David Bain has uh, been had his hand in putting together and creating and mm-hmm. and he uh, it's it's always entertaining it's always a good time and he's suckering a few I mean asking a few other people <laughs> <laughs> to get him to help now yeah so yeah, yeah and it's it's really starting to take off well not starting it is taking off how many times have you been doing this symposium now it's six years something like that yeah because yeah. I've been one and, at least four times this is the times. first time he's gone outside of the uh, Twin cinemas. Twin cinemas, yeah. What are the Kitchener-Waterloo Twin Cinemas? Yeah. yeah. Well, the winter symposium was at the uh, Theatre of the Arts. Yes. And yeah. it was it was a good it, venue. It, it was Very a nice venue. venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing on upcoming events is the Ottawa Outdoor Adventure Show, April 20th through 22nd at the EY Centre. Which I'm still tossing up whether I'm going or not. Yeah. I'm not, don't a lot think. of that, uh, th- that's the problem, is a lot of it is the same stuff that's at mm-hmm. the Toronto Outdoor one. Yes. But, yeah, exactly. So if you go to one, you've been to the other. Well, yeah, but I got family in Ottawa and yeah. I usually get a free lunch at my brother's restaurant. So mm-hmm. speaking of family, that's why I'm not going to any of these events. Oh, family. Gosh darn it. They're such a drag. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you have been listening to our show for the last two years, which last weekend was the official two year anniversary of the show. Yes. Two years we've been doing. It was our first episode two years and ago. And you didn't get me flowers. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I planted them. And they just haven't grown yet. You never got me chocolates. <laughs> so, in your face. Uh, yeah, so yeah, two years. Um, if you've been listening to us, episode 31 and... Th- or Sorry, uh, episode 29 and 30. Yeah. Uh, back in 2016. We... So I went down to Rossi, New York... And sat down with a group that did the meanest link and uh, two brothers, the Scarlet Brothers. We've talked yes. about them. Uh, as uh, if you've been listening, people know that John Scarlet passed away last year in the fall. And just before he did, he was big into to poetry and stuff. He was just about to have one of his books published. Uh, this would have been his, his second book of poetry called Setting Sun, Rising Moon. New and Selected Poems by John Scarlet. Um, came home uh, to a nice surprise. A copy of the the book. Mm-hmm. His brother Mark had sent it uh, sent a copy to us. Yes. And uh, started going through it. And there's some pretty good pretty good poems in there. The very last poem in the book is called Yesterday. I like I just uh, like to read it here. Yesterday, the day the last oxen left was 43 years after the first oxen arrived. 
There is a photo of me, skinny and old, but erect at 73, leading Zach from his stall toward the door of the barn. The long cattle trailer, with its three deep bays, one beyond the other, had room for a lot more. More than enough for 73 years of former selves, those phantoms that continue to exfoliate behind me. I, the latest incarnation, walking beside each ghost, gently leading it into the trailer and letting go. Uh, it was it was a shame when we heard that John had passed, but reading that last, uh, the, the very last poem in the book, it just gives me the, the feeling, you know, at the end of the day, you got to look back at your life and see everything you've done, and hopefully you've had a full life, and hopefully when you do look back, you're satisfied and you can let go in peace. So, you know, like we're, we're talking about going on our canoe trips and all that, and we're talking about, you know, maybe we got things that are, maybe we shouldn't do and whatnot because of different things. You know what? Do it anyway. Live your life and, and, and fill them up with the good, the good times. And uh, make sure at the end of the day, you're satisfied. John Scarlett, miss you lots. Uh, Mark Scarlett, thank you for the book. It's, it's very much appreciated. Um, so that's our, our show for this week. If you want to find us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and... Facebook. Facebook, still on Facebook, yeah. yeah still on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, you can find our shows on iTunes, and if you don't have iTunes, you can find us on Google Play. That's the Android version, I yeah. guess. Download Player FM. Yeah, and you can find us on our episode page on our website itself. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.